Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Health, health wellness, wellness, and fitness. And fitness. Five days a week. When I was diagnosed with IBS in my 20s, I had to discover what my triggers were. And I was really scared with eating and scared of my diet and scared what vegetables and certain things would do, the cruciferous and the gassy vegetables. And my guest, of course, our expert, Dr. Stephen Wangen, the medical director and co-founder of the IBS Treatment Center. So Dr. Wangen, when you're somebody with IBS, it gets a little bit, you know, you don't want to have those stomach attacks. My God, they're so painful in the middle of the night. They last all night from one little piece of broccoli. Now, however, I can eat all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great point that people are, the patients I see are really afraid of food usually. Like you said, I mean, it's that fear of what's going to happen when I eat this or that or the other thing. And they're trying to find that that diet, that perfect diet. Like, how am I going to heal up and, you know, and be able to digest my food? And and you're absolutely right. It's it's really scary. And, and, it's, uh, and it changes, like you said. If you can figure out how to solve the problem, you can often go back to foods that you thought were problematic to begin with. And there's some good reasons for that, too. So, so let's talk about those and what we should be doing. Well, what happens, so if you, once you get to IBS, you, know, you get to a, a big digestive problem, essentially what's happened is you've created so much inflammation and so much damage, even if it's on the microscopic level. It's not the kind of damage like you see with an ulcer, but it's still damage that's happening that you start to not not produce enzymes well, you start to not break down foods well, you change the ecosystem in the gut, which is also helping you break down foods. And so you're not breaking down even the foods that you should be breaking down. So almost everything feels like a problem, right? I mean, I hear this from patients on a regular basis. They say, you know, it doesn't matter what I eat. It feels horrible. I don't, I don't feel right. I can't digest it. I've got problems. And so even the things that should be healthy don't feel healthy anymore. And, and some great examples of that are, for example, a salad. Like people all the time tell me, I can't eat a salad. I can't yeah, eat I hear a that too. plain salad, right? Yeah, you can't because they can't break it down. They no longer can digest the salad, even though it might be all really great healthy food. Uh, or same thing with raw vegetables in general or nuts. Uh, those kinds of things don't get digested well when your digestive tract's already compromised. And, uh, and, and even things like fats, because fats take more energy to break down and to digest and absorb. And so people often complain about rich fatty food being really hard to digest and sending them to the bathroom as well. So they feel like there's no win. And so it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how healthy I try to eat. It doesn't do any good. I'm not getting any better help me, you know, what, what can I do here? And, and that's classic because they're trying to find a good healthy diet. And by that point, it's, it's in a sense, it's not really too late, but it feels like it's too late because they're trying and they're not getting anywhere. Well, absolutely. And even, and people with Crohn's disease, of course, it's much different, but they have to have that chopped salad and it has to be absolutely chopped so fine. I know my sister and my mom both had to deal with that so, so much. So what about some of the diets out there? People are looking at gluten-free for IBS and they're looking at paleo and they're looking at staying away from vegetables and fruits, which we don't want to do because they're healthier for us. Well, right. There's a lot of things that, uh, a lot of diets out there. There's all kinds of diets now for this will help you. And, and it, and often it does have a component that might help you. And so like gluten-free diet, if you're very reactive to gluten, then it might help you a ton. It might be great, but if you're not, then it might not make any difference at all. And, and for example, the paleo diet, 
might be super healthy and full of good food, but if you can't digest all the raw foods that are in there and the meats that are in there, then it's not going to do you much good until you can heal up. And and the popular one right now is the FODMAPS diet, which is sounds really crazy scary because you're like, what the heck does that mean, FODMAP? And even to tell you, it sounds crazy because it means fermentable oligo dye monosaccharides and polyols. You're like, well, Rock what on. the heck is that? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like, okay, that just sounds Greek to me. So, so essentially what that is is a fancy label for a really complex diet based on avoiding things like fructose and lactose and some other interesting things. And it crosses all, all manner of food categories because it includes a variety of fruits, it includes a variety of vegetables, it includes wheat, but it's not gluten-free. Um, it includes lactose, but it's not dairy-free. It's it's a it's a very complex diet, and sometimes people feel like they get some benefits from that, and but often they don't, and often when they do, it's not for the reasons they thought. And what I mean by that is when people do these diets, they'll go out and they'll try these diets. Often they'll hit on one component of it that's valuable, but they're doing a lot of extra work avoiding a lot of other things that they don't really need to be avoiding, but they don't know which part of the diet is helpful, so they're just following the whole thing, right? You know, they're saying, well, I'm going to cut out all these fruits and all these vegetables and all this thing, and I feel a little bit better, but not exactly sure why it is, what piece of it is helping them. And then generally they're also missing other pieces to the puzzle. So the diet is too generic for every every single patient there's a piece of it that might be valuable but then there's another piece that's missing and and so it's really frustrating for people of course when they're saying you know I don't know I'm trying this I'm trying that I'd switch these diets nothing's really quite putting it all together and and that's what I have to do is spend the time and and having that knowledge of working with thousands of these patients figuring out well what pieces are going to be valuable to each patient and why and there are all kinds of little things that I'll look for that are that take hours to explain. But but essentially the diets aren't all bad, but if they're not working for you, then just trust that instinct. Say, you know what, this isn't right. I gotta I gotta find a new answer. And what I would encourage people to do if you were just to try a generic diet to try to help you is make sure that it is good healthy food but it's cooked. So the vegetables are cooked and steamed and it's the, the raw things that help that yeah. contribute true, right? Exactly. So you're not eating raw stuff. And if there's meat in there, it should be low fat and it should be cut up into little pieces and you should really chew everything super well. Or if you make it, make soups, make things really easy to digest because it's got to be super easy. You're, you got to make it easy on your digestive tract so it can heal and recover. Because if it keeps being asked to do more than it can, you'll never really feel better. So you've got to, got to eat really, really healthy food, but in really, easy to absorb and digest ways, like like the cooking and the chewing really well and the cutting everything down really to size or just planting it up and using really healthy smoothies kind of thing. So uh, in general terms, that might help, but it, there's still specifics. I mean, if you're down in a smoothie, but you're loading it with, like we talked about last time, with whey protein powder and you happen to be reactive to dairy, well, that's what whey is. And then you've just, you just shot yourself in the foot with the whole thing. It doesn't work at all. So... So the diets go on and on and on, and and they come from places of probably well-meaning people who are finding, hey, this helped me. I'm going to tell everybody about it. You know, that's the way we work, right? We're humans, and we go, hey, this worked for me. I think everybody should do it. <laughs> and, and then it turns out, whoops, it doesn't work for everybody, but it, it'll work for a small number of people, which is better than nobody, but uh, it makes it hard on everybody because you're looking for answers on the Internet, 
and all you're getting is somebody else's story instead of your story. And and what about the low glycemic? Does that affect IBS at all? We only have like 30 seconds left. It's just another one of those popular diets out there, low glycemic index, you know, where you're reducing sugars and things, which is good because you're getting away from, from sweets and sugars, and that can be really helpful as well. But it often will push you into things that are hard to digest, again, you know, raw foods and, and high proteins and things that might be difficult for your digest tract to break down. So what I want people to do is just not get too frustrated and, and have some hope because there is an answer out there, but it's not, don't be surprised if it's challenging and take some time to sort out because these diets are not as straightforward as they seem. Well, nothing is. And of course, Dr. Wang is the expert here on all things IBS. And you can see more about him at IBSTreatmentCenter.com. That's IBSTreatmentCenter.com. And if you missed any of the great information that we're giving here at Radio MD, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. You can listen at iHeartRadio iTunes or the free TuneIn Radio app. So many ways to share this great information, and I bet you know somebody with IBS. So send this podcast on to them so they can hear the great information that Dr. Wangen comes on regularly. He's a fan favorite here. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well. <music>